Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It's for jugglers and jugglets. Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. Yo. What's up, friends? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, we're back again, huh? Ooh, strong Delco. Yeah. Strong Delco. Delco playing, strong. Yeah, I'm playing off, yeah, I'm playing off last episode. <laughs> a guy called me an oxymoron. I don't know what the hell that means. Um, all right, everybody. Welcome back to the greatest podcast to exist in the history of podcasts. It's your number one source for all things craft beer related. It is a internationally acclaimed Cindy Crawford approved podcast of hops. High fives. And friendship. Uh, I am your host, the crispiest of boys, Tom. And I'm your other host, the Royers Ford Rattlesnake. Play my music. Ooh, what's this? Oh, what happened there? Oh, oh no, what happened, Dan? Oh, man, oh, I don't know how that got on there. Oh, man. I don't know how, Dan, I don't know how that got on there. Oh. I don't know how that. Oh, Oh, I see how it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, if you weren't, uh, if you weren't on stream with us, uh, last Thursday, oh. we, we found out that Dan's a, a psychopath. Um, we took a test. Yeah, we took it. Apparently te- yeah. I'm a more psych, I'm more of a psychopath than Tom. Didn't think that would ever. Happen. Uh, no, no, no. Tom had no psychopathic tendencies. That's true. Dan, they said some. They said if he's in the house, get him out and lock the doors. Um, so there's that. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I I don't know what else to say about that. And we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't even say your name, Dan. It's Dan. Oh yeah, there we've, you go. We've been saying it back and forth. <laughs> All right, and we are. Dan, you got your corporate approved. Music ready for? Yeah, thing? I'm ready to go. Right, cool, I've cool, been cool. waiting to hit the button. Right, awesome. Um, we are the. Best, best friends podcast in the world. Dan hit the corporate, corporately approved music that was picked out. Ooh, there we go. Just riding the elevator up to the top, man. Oh, yeah. Nothing says corporately approved like Hitting the big time. Michael McDonald. Okay, Tom. What do you mean, Tom? That was Michael McDonald. It's the Doobie Brothers, bro. All right. We're the best best friends podcast in the world. Um, All right, guys. Uh, We talked about last week. Guess what? We're partnered with uh, Breweries and PA. Yes, we are. All right. And uh, Dan, you want to read this one? I'll take it away. Breweries and PA is the leading resource for all things. Back and forth, folks. Connecting beer drinkers to the PA breweries they love. Go to breweriesandpa.com. And follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Breweries and PA. Hell yeah. All right. And uh, guys, remember, subscribe, rate, review. Um, yeah, that's about it. 
Yeah. Give us five stars. Give us a good review. Five star end. party, baby. All right. And uh, let's get into our guest here. Um, yeah, we've got a lot to cover. We will bring our guest on. Um, our guest today is the head brewer at Victory Brewing Company uh, in Parksburg. Wait, wait. What was it, Tom? Parksburg. Okay. What did you say before, though? Parkersburg. Yeah. That's how it's spelled. I, I, I speak phonetically. <laughs> Parkersburg. Parkersburg. Uh, it's Parksburg, Pennsylvania. That is Richie Tevlin from Victory Brewing. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm going to bring him on here. Bring him on oh, the screen. There we go. Nope, not that one. There he, there he is. is. Hey, hey, all right. We got him on. Thanks for coming on with us, Richie. Yeah, excited to be, uh, finally be on here. Let's do this thing. All right, so we're going to be drinking some uh, some Victory beer. Um we're going to be drinking a lot of victory beer. We've got quite a flight in this. Uh, R and I like to call it the R and D cooler behind us. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm nicknaming it. But uh, yeah, we're going to get in some uh, some beers. Okay. Some um, beers. Beers. <laughs> um, so I think we're going to have to crack right into these. What do you think? I think so. Uh, but before we crack into these beers, oh, yeah. uh, you can follow along to all the beers that we're going to drink on this podcast by following us on Untapped. That's at Best Best Friends Pod. That's best best friends P O D. And I think I can fly. Um, all right. So um we're gonna be drinking uh brotherly love. I mean we're we're going off the uh like I like I said earlier, you know, we're sticking with our theme of uh hazy IPAs that are being distributed widely, yeah. widely. Um, it's the big time, baby. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's uh, let's get into these. Dan, you want to tell us a little bit about? Our, uh, All right. Yeah. Love. So we've got the Brotherly Love Hazy IPA here from Victory Brewing Company. Uh, through this hazy IPA, packed with a tropical medley of hop notes, we are cultivating a universal sense of human kindness that inspires courage and ignites positive change within our communities. With a smooth body, always craving one more sip is inevitable. And we've got what six percent alcohol by volume on this. Yeah. Uh, was it average untapped rating right now of about three point seven three? Okay, that's yeah. a, that's pretty hype for a victory beer, I'd say. You guys have been around for so long. Yeah, I think uh, we notch in every single beer around three point seven. I think. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you you look at other breweries our size. We're all about three point seven. All yeah. of our beers are all about three point seven. Sounds about right. Three point seven is a new four for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's crack into these. You got one, Richie? Oh, he's ready. Yeah. Let's give us a crack here. One, two, three. Oh. Beautiful. All right. Pour out here. Yeah, so this beer was the soundtrack to uh, my yard work this weekend. So (laughs) I did a little research, a little background check into this beer. I wanted to make sure uh, I knew what we were getting into. Seems only fitting to put him in the Pennsylvania glasses. Of course. All right, sir. Cheers. Cheers. Slancha. So, Richie, was this a beer that you had kind of a hand in creating for victory? Uh, Yeah. So I started a year ago last week. Um, This is my second time in victory, but this time starting. um, Basically got hired on as the Philadelphia Brewer. Um, about three months in, I got pulled into the innovation team and, uh, this is kind of like what we worked on for like about six months. Um, so this was 
a long process getting this uh, ready. Um, we knew we wanted to have it first quarter this year. Um, normally our timeline's over a year to get beers out, and this was like six months we had to jam this through. So uh, it was pretty exciting. We uh, And then we brewed 40 batches, 40 trial batches to get oh, this wow. ready. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot. So the, um, there's a couple wild things in here uh, in comparison to the uh, – like the smaller scale breweries that we've had on um, one there, you have a, uh, a, an innovation team, which is wild. I keep thinking like the Imagineers at like Disney or something. <laughs> Our Imagineers yeah. were hard at work. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, we, we work sometimes. Uh, um, <laughs> I know. I was like, when, when are you guys hiring? <laughs> we're hiring right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. We have a, uh, we have an innovation team. We have a separate lab team. We have a separate brewing and cellar department, wow. um, separate packaging department. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty special. I, like everybody kind of has their own role. Um, there's a lot of support roles as well. So, um, yeah, so, there's probably I mean, not too many breweries that you guys are talking to that have, no, separate, not separate at all. Like that. you know, the, the head brewer is probably the innovation role. And the lead packaging person, you know. There's a little bit of everything. The brewmaster, the head brewer, the uh, T-shirt salesman. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, But, uh, and then you said, you you know, you got, you had to go quickly and pump out a hazy IPA in six months. It's like. We didn't, uh, so we knew we wanted to get this ready for the Philadelphia opening Mm -hmm. um, with Brotherly Love. Um, Unfortunately, our taproom is still being built out. Um, but we wanted to have this beer ready for, you know, first quarter 2021. Um, so we decided on kind of a beer style we wanted to brew, um, and took about six months to get it dialed in, um, ready to go. Yeah. I mean, we'll, and we'll talk about a little bit, uh, of what goes into the whole, you know, brewing a, a hazy IPA to put out in such a mass scale, but you know, going back to like most of the brewers that we talk to, it's like they have their IPA base and then they pick out what, uh, what hops they want to use. And, you know, it's usually what, like a, a month, a month and a half from like thought to it's in cans, you know, and it's just kind of crazy to hear, like we had to bump it up to six months to get it out quick. Yeah. A lot of, uh, um, I mean, our brew house is a 250 barrel brew house. Um, we have our fermenters, a thousand barrel fermenters. So, I mean, you gotta be right when you, when you're going into it. <laughs> right. so, and then uh, that, that has to go through like, um, it has to go through so many different levels of, uh, like approval, right? Like tasting. And everything yeah. And, and we have a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of different management levels, but there's, um, really the beer we have to like build up from our R and D system. It's a half barrel system. Um, it's like the most pimped out homebrew set ever. <laughs> it's steam has got glycol attached to it. They got like little stainless steel fermenters, little heat exchanger. It's crazy. Um, but we'll go through, brew a couple beers on there, kind of see what we want, reevaluate, go back, rebrew some beers, um, and then take them to like our leadership teams, see what they think, um, go back, rebrew, see if there's issues with it. Um, and then we just keep scaling it up to larger and larger sizes till we get to Parksburg. That's awesome. Um, so let's, let's talk about this beer a little bit. Um, what is the, uh, what's it hopped with? Uh, this is Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe and Eldorado. Okay. Um, 
So take a smell. I think in line it says stone fruit and apricots. Um, I get the apricots a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. What I really get is ripe melon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I've obviously drank a lot of this beer over the past <laughs> year, um, like every single day. So, like, I really kind of know the ins and outs how it is. And it's kind of weird. It's like when it first comes out, um, it, it tastes kind of like green peppery. But that, like, quickly then goes into, like, stone fruit which then kind of transitions into ripe melon. And then after like two months or so, like you start tasting like strawberries and raspberries a little bit. Um, I don't know what that is, but it's every single batch of brew is always the same. Yeah. I'm definitely getting a little bit more of that like stone fruit flavor. Yeah. Like once I start settling into it, like I do get that, what you said, like almost like that peppery Peppery, kind of, uh, that first sip and then it really just settles on the palate to like, yeah, like a ripe melon or stone fruit. Yeah. And I think part of that peppery is just like, there is bitterness in here where like, I think a lot of for when people initially started making session IPAs, there was no bitterness to it where this is like really like a completely well-balanced beer. Um, and that's kind of the whole point of this is like, you can drink a lot of these like, and not really get tired of them. It's not like some hot bomb where you're just like getting overwhelmed with hops right in the beginning. And then after like three or four of them, you're like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I'm, I, I always like a, an, an IPA that has Simcoe in it as the, the bittering element, mm-hmm. um, as a bittering hop. Um, I feel like that's like such a good hop to use there where it's not like super bitter, but it's just enough that it works. I, I feel like that's like the, uh, you know, the third musketeer to, uh, Citra mosaic. Yeah. It's like the Joe Pesci of like Riggs and Murtaugh and like lethal yeah. weapon. So yeah. you've got Riggs, Murtaugh and then you got Joe Pesci that comes in like everyone loves him, And he's like, he's great to have around Has that like comedy backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like every IPA now, I mean, this even has it. Citra mosaic is like, yeah, it's so a, every single thing has it. So like, we kind of want to differentiate ourselves and not just use Citra mosaic on this one. Um, so this was, uh, I mean, it's different. I like it. It's definitely very much different than just Citra mosaic. It doesn't have like that floral flavor coming from the mosaic that a lot of IPAs have. So why, why, uh, why the addition of El Dorado? Um, we tried the Citra mosaic and Simcoe and they're just, it was a little bit off. I don't know what it was. It was a little sulfury. Um, really like when you're at doing these hop combinations, you don't know what it is, what it's going to be like until you get it in there. Like, you know, like there's so many different types of oils and everything. You don't really know how exactly things are going to interact, especially the stuff in the beer. Um, so, I mean, like I said, we brewed this beer 40 times. Like we have, we tried <laughs> a lot of different hop combinations and this is, this is definitely the one that, uh, everyone liked. Um, I think that the Eldorado kind of adds like this, I don't want to say diesel but you know, uh, kind of galaxy is kind of diesel like this, where it's like kind of like orangey and like it's, it's a little punchier yeah. of a hop. Yeah. Everyone dances around the word dank. It's like, yeah, it's got that like, yeah, yeah that dank kind of uh, taste to it. And people are like, yeah. oh, what do you mean by dank? And they're like trying it's herbal. to- herbal. Yeah, it's herbal. Well, what do you mean by herbal? And they just- they're just yeah, I'm using these it. words that like aren't real words that like they don't just <laughs> know like anything. But um, but you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Like this kind of the dank El yeah. Dorado flavor. Yeah. Everybody knows if they're yes. in their mid 20s to mid 30s what dank is. So we've yes. listened to Dr. I, did, I like the uh, I like the uh, the term diesely. I like that. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of like I I especially get it in like single hop uh 
beers are like a lot, especially beers that are like uh, Southern Hemisphere hot beers. They're very diesel. I don't know what it is, but it's like there's a hotness to them. I like it, but there's like this peppery hotness to it. I feel that I feel that way with uh, like the New Zealand hops. And yeah, yeah, same. And anytime I see something that says it's like yo hopped with like New Zealand hops, I'm like, oh, that's gonna have a nice like. Yeah, like you said that kind of like almost like danky kind of, and it's almost a good bittering factor to it too. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's just something different, um, you know, than just the citra mosaic. You know, brings a nice like earthiness to it. Exactly. So, what um, what it, what's it like brewing a hazy IPA for, you know, on such a mass scale and to be uh, distributed? I don't. I, how far are you guys distributed now? Uh, I mean, I don't know interna- if we do it internationally, but I would have to guess internationally. I mean, we're pretty large in other countries that f- from what yeah. I remember. Um, I mean, we have a two, 250 barrel brew house and like on a good day, like some of our brewers can brew mashing five times in one shift. Holy so, God. and we're pumping out beer. <laughs> so would a brotherly love, would that get, is that going to be distributed internationally like and then how do you it's going to be distributed just as far as like all of our other ones i'm not sure exactly where that reach is um but i'd have to assume it's probably in almost all the states and maybe some other countries i I really don't know that side of it so then Uh, so so what goes into uh brewing a a hazy ipa that's going to possibly sit on a shelf or you know not get go from being put into the can to being drank for you know possibly a couple months I mean, there's nothing different. You just have to be, you know, sharper with everything. Like you can't make mistakes with getting dissolved oxygen in or any sort of infection because, um, I mean, all that stuff's going to show up. It's going to like, um, kill down the hops. Uh, I mean, we don't really have issues with dissolved oxygen. So like this wasn't really an issue. Um, but I imagine a lot of smaller breweries when they put stuff in cans, it probably goes bad, you know, maybe in a month where we don't have that opportunity. Like we kind of have to have our stuff be able to last longer just because we're distributing further than everybody else. Right. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like that's a good, yeah. you've of, got a distribution network to kind of live up yeah. to when, and that kind of goes into the quality checks that you have to do for, especially in the canning process. Yeah. Like yeah. there is a, that um, exposure during the canning process that, you know, can potentially happen with smaller breweries. And it's something yeah, and the, I mean, this doesn't get filtered, but I imagine most places are centrifuging. Um, and, and I think, I mean, this definitely does get cold storage. Um, but I mean, that's another major one. We're just keeping the product cold the entire time as well. Yeah. I mean, you like know, it. yeah, I mean, you're just not seeing like, and now you're just starting to see like all these, um, hazy IPAs start to come out from these widely distributed, uh, breweries like, uh, you know, like a stone or like a, yeah. Like um, a, a fire, or not Firestone Walker. They don't do it. Firestone. Nevada. Yeah. Mind haze. Firestone no, they, did yeah, one yeah. last, uh, two years ago. They did mind haze. Um, so it, it's, it's awesome to see what they're doing and it's really cool to see because it seems like the, uh, um, the larger breweries are being a little bit more unique with it by doing like the 12 ounce cans, you know, Making, making just like 12 ounce, 19.2 ounce cans. They got the big boys. Oh, they got the, t- oh, the, uh, what are they, the, <laughs> the cylinders or whatever, the long boys, they call them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen a couple and I didn't know that they were putting the hazies in. That's, oh, um, I think New Belgium is actually. They have their, um, they, I guess, what is it? The, uh, 
what is that series that they do with all their IPAs? Uh, the Voodoo Ranger. Yeah, Voodoo Haze Ranger or whatever. Yeah, so they have that yeah. in the 19.2. But yeah, it's unique to see like the 12 ounce cans because as like, you know, craft beer fanatics, you know, we're going to small breweries, you know, on the weekends, we're getting the 16 ounce cans all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, getting these nice 12 ounce cans like we had from Sly Fox last week and, you know, this week, it was a nice change of pace. And I mean, this is, it's all super crushable having a nice 6% like hazy IPA to have like perfect timing. Like you said, for this quarter, spring's on its way, summer, mm -hmm. you guys are about to have a tap house open in like Philadelphia. This is going to be a prime, uh, prime beer to have for this season. Yeah. And sometimes these hazy IPAs, 16 ounces, it's too much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, it's really nice to see that getting put in. I'm starting to show my age. Yeah. yeah. I have like one 16 ounce <laughs> IPA, you know, it might be like the, a double or something. I'm like, man, I don't know what I want. Uh, do I have any 12 ounce cans in the fridge? <laughs> I mean, six, six, 12 ounce cans is versus a couple of dollars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, not all of us are Dan on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, weekend Dan's a fun guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, right. No, but I mean, I like it. I, I like being able to, you know, you can drink six of these. Like you don't, you're, they're not in the pounder. So it's good. I'm a, I'm going, I'm, I'm hitting number two here. Yeah. He's cycling through them. These are, that's a, it's an easy drinker, man. Yeah. Um, weekend Dan, you got weekday Tom over here. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I drink pills on the weekend. That's uh. <laughs> Ugh, hazies are for for my weeknights yeah just get uh get ready i got a good one now uh, oh yeah I'm, I'm, I'm excited um, uh yeah i saw some of the names on them as i was packing <laughs> them into that cooler um the r&d part of this episode is going to be phenomenal so if you guys haven't tuned in yet or hey tell all your friends because we're gonna go over some great beers i hope you guys are gonna have lined up for this yeah um so let's let's talk a little bit about you richie how did you get um I mean, how did you get to become the head brewer at Victory? So I am not the head brewer at okay. Victory. Well, yeah, like you had the, the head brewer, like my, that's what my position is. Okay. But I'm the head brewer of the Philadelphia Taproom. Gotcha. Um, but I mean, so, that's still, that's still like, I mean, that's huge. I mean, a lot. Yes. All right. Assistant to the regional the manager. In Philadelphia. Like I need, I'm going to be the only person down there in production. Um, I started off five, six years ago at Flying Dog for a couple of years. Oh. Um, I'm from the area, so I moved back here, started at Victory. Um, then I moved down to the city. Um, the drive was a little bit long, so I got a job down here at Philadelphia Brewing. And then when the tap room opened up in Philadelphia, um, a bunch of people that worked with at Victory like, reached back out to me, and they're like, have you seen this yet? Um, I was like, I need to apply to this. This is like um, – <laughs> this is like the perfect position that I want. Like I, I loved working on victory before. Um, it's just the drive was too much. And now it's like, I get to be back part of victory, um, but still be brewing in Philadelphia. So you've, you have kind of always been on a bigger scale then, right? The, so flying dogs, uh, Philadelphia brewing isn't large. I mean, they have a 35 year old brew house, but they're not putting out the numbers that flying no. victory is. No, but it's still, you're not, you know, going to a 10 barrel system. You're going, you know, PBC yeah. is still doing a, a good amount of beer. Definitely. Yeah. And Flying yeah. Dog, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think Flying Dog is a 50-barrel system, but, I mean, they pump them out. I think that that's probably a 100,000-barrel brewery. Um, wow. Yeah, but this is going to be by far my smallest brew house I've worked on. It's going to be seven barrels. I mean, besides the R&D system, like the, the, 
there's gonna be the the smallest, I guess, production size that I'm selling to people through uh, brewing system that I've worked on. So, um, so for the tap room, is it going to be like a the beer that you brew is going to be served only in the Philadelphia tap room, or is it going to get distributed? It, yeah, initially that's the plan. Um, you know, if I do well and people like to drink my beer, like there's an opportunity then to sell it to outside accounts. But the plan is right now to have uh, there's going to be five serving tanks there, um, so to have five of the tap lines be filled with my beer. Um, I think there's going to be 32 cool. taps in total. So that's a really cool, I mean, I think that's a really cool idea of like getting like a a certain like exclusivity to it. It's like not, you can't get this victory beer everywhere. You got to go to the Philly tap house. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, on a smaller scale, you can do different things with it. Like at Parksburg, we would never be able to dry hop something like, you know, five pounds per barrel or, you know, put fruit, unfermented fruit into a beer where I'm going to have like the opportunity to do some of these like kind of crazy stuff that some of these smaller craft breweries are doing. Yeah. Like adding um, the marshmallow. The mallow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like adding marshmallow to the, the beer. The mallow. Yeah. So he's already putting in orders for uh, 400 uh, gallon buckets of jet fluff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's, he's ready to toast it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I actually just uh, heard somewhere that you can buy just powdered marshmallow in bags. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. I guess four breweries to use. Um, oh, okay. I've never worked with marshmallows before because I've been working on these, you know, at these larger breweries. You've but been working on beer. <laughs> I've been working on beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's the uh, the thoughts of the best best friends podcast, and uh, it does not represent the uh, does the, not represent Richie at all. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> these are not the thoughts of Victory Brewing. <laughs> Dan and I are not fans of uh, of marshmallow beer, and that's you know we'll, we'll leave it at that. It's just Dan and I. Yeah, yeah, it's just us. Yeah. You know, we we have our opinions. Yeah. We voice our opinions sometimes way too much, but you know, beers beers subjective. Um, yeah, I mean, I going off that. I don't really like the marshmallow beers either that are just marshmallow. But I think maybe a little bit in like a stout or something might not be too bad. I don't know. Oh, I mean, right. still, I think still could be beer at that point. Oh, Richie. Richie likes that. He likes that mallow. <laughs> he's about that mallow life. Look at that. Oh, we're we'll cracking see. into we'll him. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got to. He's got to go to uh, uh, Bill and Ron and uh, and convince them that mallow do- mallow belongs in beer. <laughs> yeah, Ron told me two weeks ago that I cannot put any lactose in oh, anything that says man. monkey in it. <laughs> that's awesome i, I like, I like how you I pulled like this ron up and you went more. bill and ron yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so um tell us more about the uh the the philly tap house and you know how that how that's going what what the ideas are for it and um when when it's looking at opening yeah so it's uh i think it's fourteen thousand square feet um thirty five hundred square feet of that is outside so rooftop deck um if you're not aware of where it is it's right on logan square 1776 benjamin yep. franklin parkway oh, wow. um so prime location um down, right now down, out in center field uh, of the bank what was that i said it's out in center field of the bank yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and right now, I mean, we're still working on it. I think that the plans are open late summer, early fall. Um, but with construction, who knows? Um, so there's no exact date right now, but, um, I mean, we're working on it. 
So the uh, I, the idea is to do kind of a small batch system. Or yeah, something? yeah. You're gonna have like your your regular victory beers on there. You're gonna have the monkeys, the like the uh, what is it the um, cloud? What is it? Cloudwalker. Cloudwalker, yeah. Prima Pills, Hop Devil, all the classics. Yeah. yeah, he's working on Hazy Monkey with a bunch of lactose in it. <laughs> creamy. Monkey. Hey, wait for number six. Ooh, Creamy Monkey. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Um, so you're going to do, you know, you're going to have your, your staple beers and then you're going to have your, your line of your R and D beers. Yeah. So my beers are like, not that they have nothing to do with victory. Like, cause like I'm going to, I'm going to be trying to do a lot of stuff. Uh, you'll see it when we taste the R and D beers. A lot of them are like our beers that then I dry hop differently. I um, saw we're just kind of like a, whatever dark version of what we're doing or a hazy version of what we're doing, just kind of spinoffs of what we're doing, but I'm not going to be brewing any of our, you know, classic styles that are classic brands that we've brewed on the larger scale. I'm basically just going to be brewing kind of what I'm, what I want to brew, what our innovation team wants to brew, what marketing wants me to brew. Um, kind of just like all over the place, um, what people are asking for. Um, so it'll be fun. And then there's going to be, there's five serving tanks and six fermenters. So there's a lot of tanks to go around. So I should be brewing a lot of beer. Is is it going to be kind of like a, like almost like a scaled down version of Parksburg where it's like you can go in, eat. It's going to have like that nice food menu, have some beer, uh, hang out, that kind of. Yeah, thing. it'll, it'll be like that. Um, they, I think that there's glass windows, like all in the brew house. So I'm going to be like a monkey at a zoo or something. It's going to be a golden monkey at the zoo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, it'll be good. I mean, there's the whole rooftop part. Uh, I think there's like a big party room upstairs. There's three bars. Oh, wow. um, so, I mean, they should be able to fit a lot of people in there. That's um, very cool. Oh yeah. It's going to get wild up there. Yeah, circling back around to the R&D, I can't tell you how much I started to smile like the Grinch seeing the DH on some of these cans <laughs> we have here. Like, just started to curl like the Grinch smile starts to curl as I was, like, putting them into the cooler. I was like, DH? DH? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just toss some hops in there. Make some... Uh Spice up our, our normal brands a little bit. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool that them. you're uh, that they're allowing you to take liberties with uh, like the classic styles and kind of do stuff like that. So they're letting me do it. I mean, I've been brewing a lot of stuff on the R and D system and like working with their innovation team and all the managers for a year now. Um, so one, I think that they have some trust in me, and two, like like we're talking every day about these things. So it's not like I'm just going out there and like brewing like a. 19% marshmallow beer. It's like, <laughs> we are talking about like what I'm brewing, but, um, a lot of it is kind of like ideas that I'm coming up with. Um, and Matt from uh brews and PA said, uh, he wants you to do a, a, a spin on hop wallop. Oh yeah. We can do that. What do you want? Just anything? Can, uh, can you make toast wolf? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, Matt, throw some, throw an ID in the uh, in, in the chat, and we'll uh, we'll run it by Richie. Um, I will say I have always been like the classic Victory styles, but Dirt Wolf was always my end all be all. Like, yeah, beer from Victory. Yeah, I like Dirt Wolf a lot. I feel like I could uh, just thinking now, I I could do like a Dirt Wolf only all New Zealand hops. I don't Ooh. know, just switch it up a little bit, still keep it like super bitter. Slide into our DMs when you do that, please. <laughs> How much fruit puree do you think you could fit in there? Stop it. <laughs> Don't sully it. <laughs> um, no, I'm ex I'm excited for, I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to, 
I'm going to say I'm very excited for the Philly, uh, the tap room, but, um, you know, we're, we have toddlers. We're not, we're not going to get, I know we're going to have to like plan it like two months in advance, but we're going to end up canceling probably a week before it. Anyway, (laughs) we're gonna have to buy a nice, like piece of jewelry for our wives. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, is there an arts and crafts center anywhere near the brewery? There's the uh, Franklin Institute is uh, half a block away. Oh, fuck oh yeah. my God. That's, oh, that works so perfect. <laughs> oh, man. You're just helping us out so much. Yeah. Got, you. Got your back. <laughs> it's just a, it's a short, short Uber ride away from the, uh, the police touch museum. Oh, nice. Nice. What you- <laughs> We're just going to drop them off and yeah. just head on over to the Richie's house. <laughs> we have to do, we have to do research. <laughs> Richie, we're coming over. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, so how did you get uh, how did you get into brewing? Um, I mean, I think I got into beer first in college, um, <laughs> as we all did. Yeah, and then uh, kind of try and figure out what I wanted to do with myself after I graduated, and uh, nothing was looking very appetizing. Um, <laughs> but uh, kind of this was like right when craft beer is blowing up. Blowing up. This is like I graduated in twenty fifteen. Um, so like probably 2013, you know, I'm starting looking for internships and stuff. Um, and I just decided like, why not? Let me, let me just jump right into it. Um, and, uh, that's it. (laughs) Do you start off like homebrewing or anything? I, I homebrewed a little bit. My batches weren't that great. Um, I just knew I wanted to get into like commercial brewery right away. Okay. So I did some internships. I worked at uh stable 12 actually a little bit. I worked at um, Keystone Keystone Homebrew a little bit, um, and then right after I graduated, I went down to Flying Dog. Now, when you started at Flying Dog, did you were you like apprenticing there? Did you do like? No, uh, they they hired me right on as a seller person. Um, I went to brewing school like a year after I worked there. Um, okay, but they were just hiring people that had no experience. Just kind of like, hey, we'll take you on. We're just looking for some extra labor, um, and then just kind of taught me from the ground up. Um, yeah, I, I think I applied to like 400 places, including victory. And <laughs> most places did not email me back. I was like, I will please like work for you for free. Like there's just so many people trying to get into the industry at that time. It was, it was hard to get a job. Wow. That's a, hey, yeah. I mean, that's a, I was expecting you to be like, yeah, I went to, you know, you science to, to get the, into the brewing program and, you know, I, I studied real hard and I, you know, I got into home brewing and really perfected my craft. And, and then you were like, no, nope, just emailed a bunch of people, got in there and now I'm working on a networking, yeah, networking. Yeah. Now, now I'm <laughs> yeah. working on it. 1200 barrel system. You know what we should have done, Tom, when we were starting that Mr. Beer, you know, brewing, we should have just started. Should have e- not done that. And we should have just started emailing people. Yeah. Hey, if you annoy enough people, someone's going to say yes. hey that's how we get podcast guests yeah it really is (laughs) we annoy people until we partner with them right matt so all right so i mean that's got to be super stressful like getting into like just hopping right into like a huge system like that they i'm that's not that that's what they're looking for but um they had hired a lot of people before that that had no experience they were they had like a, a good training program there where they would like pair you with somebody for like a couple months um i mean i'm happy i did i think that i learned a lot more faster that way than i would have if i had gone to brewing school first 
Um, so then I, later on, after a year, I went to Bruin school. I think it was better, you know, having some real world experience before I went to school. Makes you appreciate the like learning a lot more. Yeah. Appreciate the craft. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, then you want to, I'm, I'm waiting on you. I'm like sitting here, like looking at you, like I'm just hanging out, like sitting there and lackadaisical. All right. Um, yeah, we can get into the next beer. Yeah. You want to set it up? Let's, uh, we're going to break out these, uh, R and D beers. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Let's, uh, all right. While Tom goes through the R and D beers here, I am just going to, again, let you guys know, uh, wait, actually, can we check in R and D beers on untapped? Nope. Guess not. All right. Well, Hey, we talked about brotherly love and if you want to check out some other beers that we talk about on the podcast after i decide to update untapped because i think i'm three weeks out i was gonna say are we uh we're, we're a couple weeks out huh? i well i was going to do it this weekend but then mortal Kombat came out so uh sorry Sorry, Untapped. Uh, I had to do that. But yeah, follow. I don't blame you. I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Follow us on Untapped. That's Best Best Friends Pod. Again, guys, that's Best Best Friends P O D. All right. So, um, first of all, didn't know, I didn't even know that Victory did Crowler. So, I mean, that's something new I found out today or, well, earlier this week. Last week, last week, I guess, when Richie told us he was going to give us a couple crawlers. I've been seeing the crawlers over the um, over the summer last year with Victory, just with the pandemic and everything. I saw a lot of people grabbing them. You guys were doing a lot of crawler deals, too. Yeah, we had some crazy deal last summer. It was like four dollars for a crawler of anything. Yeah, it was like four dollars um, for a crawler of anything. People were getting cases of crawlers. It was insane. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. have some beers that are like fourteen and a half percent alcohol. So you would get a crawler of a fourteen and a half percent alcohol beer for four dollars. Tom, That's tell us about Fox and the Hound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's crack into this, and I'll tell you about Fox and the Hound. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So what's this one we're cracking into, Tom? This is. Uh, the Sharpie tells me it's, uh, the double dry hop summer love. Oh, I am so happy. We're starting with this summer. Love was one of my all time favorites. Oh yeah. And when they changed the artwork, I almost cried a little bit. That original artwork of summer love was so awesome. (laughs) the, The old school, like baseball. Oh yeah. The baseball, like all, it was like, um, like sailor Jerry, like tattoos of Philadelphia all over the label. And it was, it was the coolest can. And literally it was my first time label shopping as a craft beer drinker. I said, this label is the only reason I'm drinking this. I couldn't even tell you what that beer was back then in my infancy as a craft beer drinker, but I drank a lot of it. I still don't know what style summer love is. It's just summer love. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, golden ale i guess it's like a ale that kind of tastes like a lager i guess it's like yeah. a white ale exactly it was just so light and crushable but it didn't give me like it didn't have that like crispness of a lager but it was just so easy to drink yeah and it had like a certain sweetness to it yes it, it was yeah everything was great about it all right let's crack these crawlers all right, all right. two three. Oh, there we go all right that was a long exasperation right there. Tom. It's just, I'm, we, we have had no luck with crawlers on this podcast and I'm not expecting anything better right now. Oh. <laughs> Damn son. All right. Look at that. Crowler King. I'm the crawler King of the Northeast. All right. 
Sumper clean. So you double dry hopped the original summer love recipe. So we double dry hopped it. The double dry hop is a little bit misleading. There's like way less hops in this than a normal IPA. Yeah. Uh, but this beer is so light. When you go that heavy in hops, it's just it's so overpowering. So um, I just took summer love that had already been dry hopped, put it in the R and D tank, and then dry hopped it again. All right. I well, can't wait for this, boys. Slancha. Cheers. This episode sponsored by Uber. <laughs> they didn't pay us. Oh, hmm. So there's nothing uh, mind blowing about this, but this is kind of just more summer love. So I took summer love. Summer love has, uh, what is it? Simcoe and Tatnang in it. Um, but when I drink uh, summer love, I get like lemony, Mm-hmm. And a little bit of herbal spicy. Yeah. Um, and then, so I dry hopped it with then Sriracha Ace on top of that, which I think those two descriptions are Sriracha Ace. Um, so then I put another pound of Sriracha Ace in there, just kind of kick it up a little bit. It's um, got like a nice subtle, like sweetness, almost like, um, like a, like a, like a little bit of like a Riesling, like yeah. a wine. It's like, it, yeah, it's got like a certain dryness to it. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's got, it's got a sweetness underneath a peppery, like the, the peppery is forefront and it's just got a nice citrusy undertone to it. Yeah. To me, it's like lemon and peppercorn. Yeah. Uh, but this is like still, it's double dry out, but this is still very much just like a kind of a lawnmower beer. Um, totally. <clears throat> Do you have it? Is there an ABV on this? Um, It's whatever summer love is. Five, two, I think. Okay. okay. So it's a crusher. Yes. Uh, yeah, this is this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is uh, super this is nothing crazy, but this is when I'm sitting out, when I myself am enjoying the tap room, and I'm outside on our patio. This is what I want to be drinking. I um, agree. This was a beer that I, I I'm getting like a lot of nostalgia feels drinking it over here. I'm just like thinking back. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up drinking Summer Love as well. Um, I love this. This is probably my favorite. This and Prima Pillars probably my two favorite beers we make. Yeah, this um, it, this just like screams like dinner beer to me. Yeah, like barbecue beer, mm-hmm. like the like the pint you're gonna have on like the serving tray of your grill. Yeah, like right there on the side. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, no, this is delicious. Uh, it, it's very earthy, but it had it like. Yeah, it has that nice citrusy undertone to it. Um, yeah, really nice. Yeah, I like it. Um, I like Tetanang too because it does give a nice. I think it gives a good earthy feel. I think we had Tetanang in one of our um, one of the uh, pale lagers we had in uh, a past podcast. I believe it was one of the Free Will ones. Possibly that it was so long ago. I don't remember but last week, but I do like Tetanang. I think it adds. A nice little flavor to it. And it's the first time I've heard Sriracha Ace since Brooklyn. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's kind of not the where I got it from, but, like, I mean, I think a lot of their beers use Sriracha Ace. Um, I don't know. The Philly Tap Room kind of gives me Brooklyn Brewery vibes a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Right. You fancy yourself a Garrett Oliver? Yeah. Do you have made men running security at the uh, Tap House yet? <laughs> Um, not yet. It's one of my fondest memories of Tom taking me on a tour there. And they were like, 
Um, if you notice, our security may not be very, um, or they might be casually dressed. And I look over and the guy's wearing like an Adidas tracksuit and a giant gold chain. I'm like, that motherfucker's a mob boss. I mean, it's just, <laughs> or, or he just has a good fashion sense. <laughs> he looked like pussy from the Sopranos. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, I was on the phone at one point and I like went to walk outside. I still had my beer in my hand. I was like, I'm just going to walk out and take this call. He goes, no, you're not. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, college, uh, I went to college in center city and, uh, and we would, uh, on Tuesday nights, we would frequent, uh, the Fox and the Hound, uh, for, the Fox and the Hound story. Yeah, for $2 Tuesdays. Mm, yes. And, uh, yeah. so, uh, for the folks that aren't familiar with Fox and the Hound, um, I don't even know, is there still Fox and the Hound and King of Prussia? There is. Yes, there is. Okay. So Fox and the Hound is a, it's a, it's a brew, it's a brew house type deal. Well, I mean, not a brew house, but it's a, um, it's, it's a restaurant, yeah, it's with a chain restaurant with good it. beers, yeah. good pub fare. You yeah. Know. They got, they have a, a craft beer selection. It, you know, it's, it, you know, it is what it is. It's, uh, um, so it's, it, they used to run, uh, $2 Tuesdays, which was every tap $2 and, uh, every tap when I was in, uh, when I was in college, we would go over there and, uh, you know, we're broke college kids. $2 Tuesdays went a long way. Bang for your buck. That's what we looked for. And especially went a long way when golden monkey is on tap. <laughs> and you could get pints of golden monkey for two dollars so you could just get trash housed for i don't know eight bucks <laughs> oh yeah just smashed and it was a good six months to a year before they were like hey listen it's two dollar tuesdays for everything but this tap <laughs> yeah they literally they segregated the the golden monkey tap and said, everything's $2 except this beer. Like we went in, we we're like, you Did know, they put the plastic cup over it too. Like during $2 Tuesdays, they're like, Oh, this cup. Oh <laughs> uh, no. We were like, yeah. Golden monkeys all around everybody yeah. all for, for the boys, for the boys. And, uh, they were like, yeah, that one's $6. Now we're like, what, <laughs> what did you just say to us? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, we got real Karen about it. Oh my God. That was, and they had karaoke. So it was just, it was a recipe for disaster. Uh, yeah. That, uh, that beer goes down way too easily. Um, and nine it, and alcohol is no joke. Yeah. And it hits a little too hard. <laughs> yeah. We've got a message from the chat here. This is my first craft beer I ever had. I was in high school and went to sleep after, after two. two. Yeah. But to, to be fair, Harry's like, yeah, he's like four foot 11, 65 pounds. Yeah, Harry, well, Harry makes me look big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I've got, I spent plenty of nights at uh, Fox and Hound, so I understand uh, what you guys are doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, they. I mean, when you have a, a beer like Golden Monkey, and I mean, if if you haven't had Golden Monkey, it, it's. I mean, I, I feel like that was like one of the first for us at least that was one of the first like higher ABV beers. I would say that yeah. we've experienced. And we've talked about it on the podcast yeah. before about our first like dive in the craft beer, especially with victory was, you know, getting that Baltic Porter and everything, yep. you know, in a 22 ounce bottle. 
And mm-hmm. that was what was cool about like, you know, when we started dipping in the craft beer, like the pizza places that we would go to and frequent, it's either you got a six pack of something or, Hey, you want these 22 ounces that are next to the forties, but make you look a little more stylish. Yeah. You know, it makes you look more like an artiste when you're drinking out of this. <laughs> and, it's got, and it's got cool, it's got cool art on the bottle. Yeah. Too. You know, <laughs> I remember just sitting around a fire, just drinking Baltic Porter from victory. Yeah. yeah nice hot summer night sitting around a fire, drinking Baltic, drinking Baltic Porter. We Wait, uh, we speaking doing. of Baltic Porter, um, the third beer we're going to drink is uh, based off that recipe. So I, know. I saw, I saw, <laughs> I was like, "Wait, was it?" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't even know where. We, yeah, so when we, I think when we first started drinking craft beer, it was like Golden Monkey was like, "All right, if you want to get that was the creme de la creme of yeah, uh, craft beer in our infancy." Yeah, you want to get trash. But you want to look cool doing it? Yeah. Get a, a six pack of uh, of Golden Monkey. No, it was four packs. Was it four packs? No, I think when, when we first got it. it was- Originally, it was in uh, four packs because of the ABV. Oh. But then they allowed it to be six packs. Pennsylvania, you know, blue laws and all that. <laughs> want, <laughs> Harry says, do you want victory or the steel reserve? <laughs> oh, 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 my God. Oh. Uh, Oh, killing me. Well, yeah, we've we've made poor decisions. We made poor decisions. <laughs> Richie, cool do you have uh, do you have plans to do a malt liquor in your five barrels? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we could. Um, I do want to do like monkey offshoots, though. I mean, I like I like gold monkey. I like sour monkey. So I want to do stuff that's kind of like spin off some of them. That's cool. Um, I think yeah. that's going to attract people to the Philadelphia location to get like spins on the popular yeah. styles, like especially for like the older generation, like our generation who kind of grew up. I hate saying that we're the old generation, but, (laughs) (laughs) but our generation, you know, growing up drinking victory, you know, like Prima pills and stuff and seeing some of the R and D foreshadowing, um, that, you know, is happening with, uh, what you're doing with popular styles, especially summer love. Summer love was, this was a baseball beer. I mean, this was right around what, um, you know, 2008 world series, Yeah, you go there, you get the big cans. Oh, yeah. Yep. Or you're sitting on your back porch listening to Harry Callis. Yep. Mm. All right. Let's um, go on to the next one. Yeah, let's crack into another uh, another R&D beer here. Yeah, this is a, this is a round-robin episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess I don't have to say it, but I, we're not checking these beers in. I'll save the POD drops for later. I really do hope that double dry hop summer love becomes a staple down in uh, Philly. I think this could be something that will bring back people who started with summer love and be like, Oh, like double dry hops, like a good marketing scheme. I think in my opinion, um, you put that DDH next to summer love. I think that's going to really fly off the shelves down there in Philly. Yeah. And this was really like, this was a lightly hop double dry hop. Like we could do some crazy stuff with it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think this is kind of like perfect where it is too. Yeah. As like a crusher, this would be something like, you know, middle of July, you know, summers right there. Oh yeah. my God. Number two, this, this was one I was really excited yeah. to uh, dive into. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, my favorite one. I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you uh, put it at number two instead of number six by the time we get yeah. to that. Yeah. I wanted to make sure you guys uh, could actually taste it. 
<laughs> Jeez. That's fair. That's fair. All right. And speaking of that, I'm going to. Yeah, since you made Cleanse me. the palate. Since you made me pound a brother love or brotherly love just to get to this beer. Yeah. Jeez. Nobody twisted your arm. You could have just set it aside. I mean, I could have, but, you know, it's just wasting beer. This guy was, you know, nice enough to give us a porch bomb. This is the first porch bomb we've yeah. ever had on the podcast. It really is. And it was quite, you know, it was it was that. It was a porch bomb. It was. All right. Let's uh, let's crack in this. You ready for this, Richie? I'm ready. You guys are. One, two, three. Awesome. So, yeah, while we're pouring this out, uh, guys, it's no surprise. We're going back to another classic. This is a what dry hopped Primo Pills. Yeah, this is a uh, dry hop Primo Pills. This is something we've been playing around with for a little bit. Um, doing a bunch of different stuff with it. Um, this is just one of the variations we had. Um, honestly, like last week when we were talking about this, I just knew that we had this keg uh, for adding shift taps. And I knew you guys would love it. So I wanted to share it with you guys. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so this was like the shift beer for everybody, just like hanging out on tap. Uh, I mean, the shift beers are mostly like R&D beers that were done that like have already been passed through. Um, but yeah, this, this is one of them. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you already told them what we're doing, right? Yeah. So this is the uh, dry hop to Prima Pills, guys. Um you know what? Fuck it. If you guys want to follow us. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I didn't mean to curse. Screw it. Screw it. <laughs> Screw it, guys. If you want to Frig follow it. us on Untapped with all the beers that we're going to be drinking, follow us on Best Best Friends Pod on Untapped. That's Best Best Friends P-O-D. I just feel like we had to. All right, guys. Uh, cheers. Boys. Sláinte. Hmm. What what kind of uh hmm is that? It's interesting. I'm uh <laughs> giving the second sip. Mm-hmm. Mm. Honestly, I never thought I could get a juicy prima pills before. Yeah. This has this has some depth to it. Yeah, it's really um yeah, there's a lot of layers to this one. So this is actually uh, Tetanang and Saz. Ooh. Dry hop. Okay. So this is like uh, a more Prima version of Prima. <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> double Prima. Um, yeah, no, this is um, this is really good. Prima, Prima in itself has so much hop character to it um, that this this is kind of like the summer love where like this is kind of just like a top note to the to the Prima pills. Um, but I dry hop this with the same, not all the same hops, but some of the same hops that we used. Um, I think it adds like a lot of like that spicy German noble hop character to it. It's like kind of not overpowering, but it's like it smells like a dry hop beer. Yes. It, oh, yeah. On the nose, does, definitely. Yeah. Um, Harry from uh, Experimental Brewing uh, said he likes the uh, the hop choices that you are adding in the dry hop. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm not sure how many breweries are dry hopping with Saz and Tetna, but I think for this beer, it works. Yeah, it's um, it definitely adds like a layer of um, adds a layer of uh, there. I, I say it, Dan, complexity. Oh, this. you brought complexity yeah, back. I brought, to the po- I, I brought complexity back. Um, yeah, it's um, it, it's not like um. You don't get too many dry hop pilsners. Um, <clears throat> we have a uh, a friend of the podcast that is putting out a dry hop pilsner this week. He is, yeah. Um, and uh, they kind of did that with the like the the hop pills, the hoppy pills, uh, the juicy pills, the juicy pills. Yeah. So um, yeah, with this, I I get a lot of like a little bit of like the floral and the sweetness in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it just rounds out to a nice, like with the, with the hop choices, like a peppery, like crisp finish on it. Yeah. It's uh if like you're wondering what noble hops smell like and taste like, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um, I mean, you, you, you see Pilsner and you're expecting a nice, like clear, crispy beer. Um, and the, you know, the clarity on this is great. It's got a great golden color to it. Um, it's got great head retention too. Um, that, that haze that you're seeing, that's just, uh, kind of what our R and D system can do. It, it doesn't drop out the haze as much as, um, our normal system does. So a lot of these beers that we're going to have are a little bit hazier than they normally would be. Um, but it, it, it's got a, um, well, haze adds more flavor. Right. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. The haze flavor. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. That's what I was going for. Yeah. The, uh, uh, but it, you know, it, this doesn't taste like, you, you know, you see Pilsner and this doesn't taste like your normal Pilsner. It's, it's dry hop. So you're getting that, that added, uh, that added almost, uh, it's not bitterness, but it's not. So there's like this thin red line of like, the West coast IPA where like it, it starts almost like a West coast IPA, but then just has that Pilsner finish mm-hmm. where it's just, it's so much cleaner and less piney and less like, but it starts like a West coast. It just like, you're starting to get those hop flavors right. and then it just ends like a Pilsner. It, it's just, yeah. I just, I didn't brew this beer. This is just the Prima that we had in the tank. Um, and Prima is just a, a great beer as it is. Um, so the, like it doesn't have any. There's caramel malts in there or anything. It's just like an awesome beer. So this is just like a basically like a blank palate for hops. It's yeah, and dry hopping it is just adding putting more hops on the forefront for it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This is um. This was the one I was like. Uh, yeah. I was it, looking through the cans. This was number one excited for. Yeah, it, it's funny. <laughs> um. Yeah, it, it, this is the one I saw it and. Uh, I saw uh, in your message to us and I was like, oh, man, I know. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll pull back the curtain here as uh, we, we're we have a good relationship with Warwick Farm Brewing. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with them. Sometimes called Farkas Farm Brewing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a uh, I'm a, as familiar as you guys are on the podcast with them, honestly. Okay. Um, but I want to try their stuff. Yeah. Um, so. um they're doing a, they're, they just put out this week, a, uh, a dry hopped version of their, their juicy pills is a, as a hopped Pilsner and, um, it's delicious. Yeah. They, they put out the dry hop pills and, um, 
Yeah, as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, shit. Now <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to have this. It, like Prima Pills is such a good Pilsner. And like dry hopping it is just, I mean, anything's better dry hopped. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, I've never thought I'd hear that from Tom. Like as the resident IPA and haze boy of this podcast over here. I always say anything's better dry hopped. Yeah, but I, but I'm I, I like a, a nice bitter IPA. So I know this is a, I, I like a I like a good dry hopping. Um, I think I so. Think this was this was part of not a series that we did, but on the R and D system we dry hopped a lot of the Prima Pills. This was just one of them, and we did it to try to kind of like figure out if we ever wanted to dry hop a Prima. This was I. They were all winners. Like we couldn't decide which one we wanted. <laughs> this is kind of like what was left. On the on the end of shift tabs. Um, oh, this is like the New Jersey Turnpike of Prima Pills that you sent us. <laughs> like this was like you guys like like squeegeeing out the towel. Like, hey, we'll put this one on the podcast. Still, still yeah. f- freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah, there yeah you go. No, they they were all honestly winners. It was like whatever we hops we wanted to put in it. Whether they whether they were fruity hops, you know, noble hops, Southern Hemisphere hops, you know, classic American hops. They all tasted great. Yeah, no, this is. I uh, think that could be a great series for you guys. Like Prima Pills, like dry hopping it with different like series, like you were just saying. Like yeah. New Zealand hop, like Prima Pills would be awesome. I, I, that's marketable. I would pick that up in a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, this is. Um, and I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Pilsner. I'm, I'm a lagering fan, and yep. uh, man, this is this just hits all the right notes, you know, ticks all the boxes for yeah, you. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Paul Hollywood. Um, you're welcome. It, it um, yeah, it, it gives like that nice, it, it's like the perfect mix of, you know, do you like IPAs? Eh, not that much. Do you like lagers that, you know, eh, not that much, you know, why don't we put these together and like, here it is meet in the middle. It's like the odd couple beer. Yes. Yes. It's the, it's the, uh, what math, Allen lemon of beers. There you go. Yeah, the grumpy old men of beers. Really showing our age here, Dan. Oh, God, yeah. My <laughs> knees really, hurt. My knees hurt really, just making that joke. Richie, Richie got none of those references. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't understand any of that. God damn it, Richie, how old are you? He I have to ask now. I'm 27. Oh, oh God. Uh, I made my back hurt even more than it already does. Uh, yeah, stay golden, pony boy. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah it, that's, so that was a reference to a book that became a movie in the, uh, in the eighties, um, probably before you were born, Richie. Uh, I believe it was yeah, called that was The my, Outsiders. Uh, that was my parents' time. Yeah. <laughs> do they, do they still put it? Is it still in school? Like we had to read The Outsiders back in the yeah, day. Yeah. I, I doubt that. I, doubt. Uh, I know. I know the Ponyboy reference. Oh, okay. okay he got okay. that one. All right. Okay. Nice. Yes. I'm not just referencing a beer from 2SP. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, yeah, see, see how I brought it all back around the ah, beer folks, bring it all back yeah. around to, uh, <laughs> another PA brewery. Uh-huh. By the way, guys, we are partnering with breweries in PA, which is the leading source of all things craft beer in Pennsylvania. Hey, I did another plug right there. That's double that we, we told them that we were going to do. I know we should ask. Now uh, we're just, now they're just getting free money. Well, I'm just, I just want Matt to get us a new laptop. <laughs> is he, he's not even in a chat anymore. He's got you a new uh, video camera, right? New GoPro? Oh, no, that's my GoPro. Yeah, that's self-funded. <laughs> Straight out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So um, what uh, what would you say is your favorite beer to drink? 
Like if you were uh, if you were going to say like a, a desert island, like we're, we're you're on a desert island. Uh, you're going to be there forever. It's uh, nothing but POD playing all the time. Just POD playing all the time. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna walk into the ocean <laughs> um you can get you can get one style of beer airdrop to you uh every month what do you what do you what style are you going with uh i mean i love the lagers i love prima pill is probably my favorite beer but if i had to drink anything um maybe It, it it might be Prima Bills. It might be the German lager. Um, I mean, I could drink that. That's like a lawnmower beer, I feel like. I could drink that out in the sun. Um, I could drink that all day. Um, either that or uh, – I mean, we were talking about the summer level, how that's kind of like an ale version of a lager. You know, it's like – It transcends boundaries, yeah. Yeah, kind of like a crispy golden ale kind of. Um, any of that, I, I could drink those. Great like choices. It. Yeah. yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah. I like the, uh, I mean, I like higher ABV beers, you know, cause it packs a lot more flavor, but, um, I think I lean towards the lower ABV beers. For a probably, if I'm going out to like a, a tap house or something or a new brewery, I'm probably getting their lager first. I've been doing that a lot more lately where I start with that and I end with like, you know, a killer. I'll go like, all right. I had the lager. I'm going to yeah. end with like a, well, like a double or something. Yeah. I mean, it's something that we we've come across like, uh, as a craft beer podcast is like, uh, you know, we first started talking to people and they would bring up, uh, Oh, what's your favorite style of beer? It's like Pilsner. It's like a Pilsner. That's yeah. your favorite style. But you know, we, we started to learn that like the Pilsner or a lager is it's the brewer's beer. Yeah. It's, it's a, that shift beer. It's well, it's that beer that you want to enjoy after a long, hard day. And like we, you know, we always kind of snubbed our nose at it. But at the same time, like we've become accustomed to being that person who just yeah. wants a Pilsner at the end of every day. But it, it, it's also like it kind of shows um, it, it kind of shows what kind of brewer uh, each place has yeah i mean there's nothing to hide behind like right. the pilsners are pilsner malt you know there's no dark malts there's no like like yeast character to hide behind it's like either you can brew this or you can't when we go to conferences like the like these brewing technical conferences everybody brings beer to them but all the breweries they always bring lagers <laughs> that's what that's what we all want to drink yeah. It's like he's listened to our podcast. He's like, there's nothing to hide. I was like, oh, no, no you, yeah, you're not adding, uh, you're not adding fruit puree. You're not adding milk sugar or, or, uh, mallow? marshmallow to, to a, a pilsner. Thomas, you know, it, it's, it's mallow. Yeah. It's, uh, the, it, yeah, it, it is what it is. It's, you know, we've said it before. It's the acoustic guitar of, uh, of beer. It's, <laughs> You know, it sounds great and there's, you know, you can't hide your mistake. You can't hide a sour note in an acoustic guitar. Yeah. You have to play Wonderwall perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping to brew a lot of lagers in Philadelphia. Um, it helps that, you know, Victor's a traditional German brewery that's been brewing for 25 years. And we yeah. have a ton of old ger German lager recipes. Um, you know, stuff that like I've never even heard of these brands before. Um, so 
I'm hoping to break out some of them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it also helps that you don't have to worry about like getting it out to, to distribution. And Philly's a great population. I have like total control of it the entire time. Yeah. Philly's a great population for like a nice, like working class blogger to have out there, you know, start getting those usuals who, you know, are coming in after a hard day's work. They just want to have a nice, like shift beer. Yeah. I'm curious what the, what the center city crowd is going to be like, cause we, we've talked about it before is like, you have like, like the Northeast is like cream ales, like the older style, um, like out our way, it's all, it's all like hazy IPAs, like doubles. Yeah. Imperials. We're, yeah. We're in that kind of, um, vortex. Yeah. Uh, you know, down, uh, out in like uh like Kensington, it's all like loggers and pilsners. Yeah. So it, it's it, it's weird. Like all over the city, it's different, different tastes. Yeah, I think it'll what I asked, uh, we've been having having meetings back and forth, uh, obviously the GMs and everything. Um, and kind of like my idea of everything is um I like brewing lagers, I like drinking lagers, and I like brewing the hazy IPAs. So that's like what I want to do mostly, but um I mean, I also want to experiment a little bit. Yeah. So start doing some crazy stuff also. We might want to start working at uh might want to start working at human robot. Where? At human robot. Get your uh get your logger on. <laughs> I I live like very close to human robot and they're all the time. I know all those guys. Um I like their beer a lot. <laughs> yeah, they uh Human Robot probably makes some of the best loggers and pilsners. I think I've probably ever had. Yeah. And, 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 and Dan has not even experienced the, uh, uh, a, a check I, logger through a, a uh, check side pool. Yeah. Through a side pool. So. Have you, uh, have you heard of fermentary form? I've heard of them. Yes. Uh, I haven't had anything from. Yeah. They're there? only open like five hours a week. It's like very annoying to go and get beer there, <laughs> but their beer is awesome. Um, Where are they so located? they're open more. Yeah. Um, but I think human robot makes their beer and then they barrel age everything. It was, it's all their beer is awesome. They're like Philly Troon. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Troon is open for like a half hour every week. And they, <laughs> they put out a, 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 an Instagram post five minutes before they open and it sells out in 30 seconds. They must be square site experts to be able to like cut it out that quick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I always try to get out there when I can. Um, they're not open that often. Uh, do you want to do the, the uh, Do you want to do the whiskey glasses? Oh no, I was hoping you were going to pour. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to pour a crowler into these four ounce glasses. <laughs> I went game on. I'm going to Bugs Bunny meme this. No, no. Um, all right, so number three, we're going to do. Darkish lager. <laughs> I like I like the name Darkish. Yeah, lager. Darkish. It's like right in between dark and not dark. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. I, I saw the name and I was like, well, this just sounds like human robot. Hey, and guess what? We already had a guest crack it before you, Tom. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I was like, I heard it. I went, yes. All right. Well, you know, I'll crack it. You crack it. I hate the, I hate the one, two, three. Ah, uh, there it is. All right. So while he's pouring this out, since uh, Richie's ready to go. Oh, come on. <laughs> Tell us about this darkest lager. What's uh, what's going on? Uh, with this 
So this beer is actually like nine months old. It doesn't taste like it, but um, this was a beer that we had made last year. We're working on a coffee beer. Um, we made some base recipes based off of our Baltic Porter recipe for this coffee beer. What's that um, And we just brewed it the same recipe with lager yeast. Dude, it smells like a Marzen. It smells yeah. so good. Yeah, I mean, it's... It smells like uh, this is why I call it like a dark ish lager because it's not, I didn't use like traditionally like malts that you, you would traditionally use for like a dark lager. Like these are all caramel American malts. Oh, really? I want to, yeah. I want to live in this can. <laughs> like this, it, it, God damn, this is what I want. This is what I want. I want Oktoberfest all year long. <laughs> it's that. In my, in my, what, when's the next election? 2024? Yeah. In my 2024, um, when I'm elected president, it's Oktoberfest all year long, bitch. <laughs> it, it, we're, we're going, we're going dark loggers all year. Marzins, Oktoberfest are all acceptable all year long. All right. Cheers, gentlemen. Boys. Sancha. I mean, you got that roasty malt character right on the nose um it, the coffee comes through heavy there's not there's actually not coffee in it so this is our really? base no. this is our base recipe for coffee before we added the coffee to it i'm getting i, I mean it feel it, it tastes like like a cold brew this like, is uniquely american in that malt backbone right there yeah we didn't um I'm trying to think what malts we this honestly we brewed this so long ago I completely forget. <laughs> but I know that we used malts that like had malt had coffee character to them. Um we didn't use coffee malt. Coffee malt's like this new thing that they're making now. But um I'm for it. Yeah, this is this is like uh I think it was and doesn't even have Pilsner malt in it, even though it's a lager. So this is two row malt. With uh, a bunch of caramel malts in it, and it dis it disappears real quickly, like two row malt, as opposed to like a Marzen or something like that, which kind of lingers on the palate a little bit more. Yeah, L- I like using bit- the the um those uh those malts like the the amber malts. Yeah. Um, but it, for for this beer, like we just didn't want to use those styles, so we didn't want the nutty the nuttiness to it. You know, we wanted more like the chocolate coffee aspect of it. It just gives you like a a quick just taste into that and then just disappears off the palate like real quickly. Yeah. This is my, this is my favorite one of the night. Oh, I knew. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. This is my favorite one so far. This is, uh, man, this is, it's just, (laughs) it's so good. Yeah. And like. Just the smell alone, like it gave me those feelings. Like he said, like, like a Mars. And I was like this, and then you taste it and it's a completely different experience from that, um, traditional, like German malt kind of backbone that you would get with those kind of beers. Yeah. Yeah. So this was our coffee base. I mean, we ultimately didn't end up making a coffee beer, but, um, I think it would be interesting to make a coffee lager. Yeah. This would be like that two o'clock feeling like that, what, that coffee you get too, like after you had your morning yeah. coffee, this is that yeah. two o'clock feeling. Day, right iced there. coffee. Yeah, this, exactly. <laughs> it, it's, it's got those like coffee vibes to it where it, it has that, like that bitterness, that roastiness to it. 
um, a little bit of like chocolatey flavor, yeah. caramel. Um, it, but it just, it, it's like a, a real quick pop and yeah, then it's, it's just gone. right up front. It's, yeah. that's all you get with it. And it just, and it's just crispy the rest of the way yeah. down. Yeah. 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 This is, yeah. Easy. Yeah. I like, I like to build most of my darker beers, I guess. It's like Munich and Vienna malts, you know, cause it has a lot more flavor, but we went, yeah. I think we went the opposite direction of this where we used like, just like darker caramel malts. Um, but I, I still like the way it turned out. Yeah. I don't blame you. This is, uh, and you said Super how enjoyable. many months was this on five? I mean, this beer is pretty old. So I think that we brewed this in like October. Um, and it's, <laughs> and it hasn't been like lagering in like a tank. This has been like sitting in a keg. Um, so the fact that like it held up like that, I think that this is pretty solid beer. Speaks to the, uh, you know, the quality assurance you guys have over there. Yeah. Like, it's not, yeah. I, I'm not getting any, like any sour notes to it or. Yeah. Any kind no, of oxidation. No I would say, any, no. yeah, oxidation or any kind of off notes. To yeah. It. You're not getting any of that like soy sauce flavor. Um, yeah, no, this is man. Honestly, I hope this experience that we're having on the podcast with all this R and D beer is exactly what's going to be featured at the Philadelphia tap. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you guys are going to be doing like experimental styles like this with like, and having five taps dedicated to being like, you know, Hey, this is something we're trying out. Like, yeah, I think people would dig this. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I mean, Victory's, I mean, they made good beer for so long that they have so many recipes that they know work. You know, so like when we're going into like build recipes, it's like not that I'm just taking a beer and changing one thing, but like I, I know what works. So I can take some stuff, aspects of each beer and kind of like fine tune them into like what I want. But um, I, I also think like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but like because victory has built up that reputation of like, we have so many good beers. It's like we can experiment a little bit and it's like, we're going to put something out and most people are going to be like, Oh, it's victory. It's probably going to be really good. They have a name to kind of fall against where like you yeah. have that room for experimentation, which they is do. Awesome. They do. And, uh, but part of like what we were saying with the brotherly love, like we brewed 40 test batches of that. And it took us six months to make, and that was like sped up. Right. You know, like Victory's never going to put out a beer that they, doesn't taste good. Right. You know, they, it might not taste as good as like, or as close to style as like what it says on the can, but um, there's never a bad beer that we're going to put out. You know, like there, there's too many guards against that. There's there's too many there's too many people involved. There's too much time. Um, you know, there's, they're always going to go through and like vet out, you know, those bad recipes. Right. Well, it, at the same time, while they build up that reputation, they're not going to put out a beer that sullies that reputation at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, everything that's coming out is going to go through a uh, quality. Assurance. Oh yeah. It's going to, it's going to get drank by a bunch of people that really want to hate the beer. <laughs> Oh yeah. You should hear some of our, t some of our like tasting meetings. It's like people just like tear into these things. Oh, I want to be and a part of a tasting. I meeting. guess. Yeah. How do I put my application <laughs> in to be that guy? I know I'm well, updating my LinkedIn right now. You're the one that made the recipe and you're brewing it and just like all your, everyone yeah, no, that I'm you're not, I don't want my, I don't with on a daily basis tears into you. Are you on like double-sided glass, like during like a focus <laughs> group and you're just like listening to people like, I don't know who this Richie guy is, man, this beer tastes like crap. Yeah, <laughs> no, I like it. I mean, if they're telling you that it doesn't taste good, you know, they're telling it to you so you can make it better. So we just <laughs> brew it. 
Yeah, uh-huh. I don't, I, but, I'm, yeah, I'm not putting in my fun. application to be Richie. I'm putting in my application to be the guy that tastes it and go, could we do this better? Yeah, <laughs> just make some smug response to mm-hmm. me. Mm. You know, this tastes like beer if beer was worse than what beer is. <laughs> <laughs> that, I like that, this darkish lager. I would be. <laughs> but I don't like darkish lager, so it's a .25 on untapped for me. <laughs> yeah. We're not going there, Dan. Not in this episode. <laughs> we can't. We can't sully untapped. You know, I know no, you guys I, are no. in a verified yeah. venue and everything. Yes. Un, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I do. Uh, I mean, we had talked about untapped and I do. I do like using untapped when I'm making recipes because we have all these old recipes and there's not. I mean, we're 25 years old. Some of these recipes are very old. So there's not too many people that we work with that have t- had it in that long or can remember it. So sometimes like I'll go on to untapped. And look up these old recipes to kind of see what the tasting notes are. Um, And you got to take everything with a grain of salt. You know, I mean, some people just want to go in there and spread hate. But yeah, yeah, I mean, we've talked about our issue isn't with untapped. Untapped is it's a great app. It's a great system that eventually I'll update the entire podcast so you guys can see all of our beers. But I think I've been I I think I've been a. uh, Oh, I've had an account with uh, on Untapped since 2013. Yeah, you're you're closer to a decade than I am. Yeah. I mean, I started I, I started Untapped in a bar in Iceland because I just wanted to categorize beers while I was out there. Yeah, <laughs> I I started my Untapped, and Richie was just done reading the Very Hungry Caterpillar. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> he was just graduating to first grade. Um, <laughs> um, no, <laughs> uh, no, I, I I love Untapped as a as an app uh, for what it di- what it's done for the the craft beer world. Um, and what it's done for breweries, it's just, you know, there's just, you know, there's always going to be those people out there that are, oh yeah they sold it for everybody else. But um, yeah, th- this Dargish lager is, it's something, it's something else. Yeah. Yeah. It's a working title. It's a, it, it's very reminiscent <laughs> of uh, when I had my, <clears throat> I had my, uh, my, my dark check lager at, uh, at human robot. So I'm glad you mentioned that. So I was also thinking dark check um, lager as well with it um, right up front. And the only thing that was like separating me from like a dark check lager um, was really like, like we were saying it, it doesn't have that, like the malt kind of backbone to Mm -hmm. it. It like, I was getting it right in the forefront. I'm like, man, this is great. It's like a dark check lager and it disappeared. And I was like, Ooh, it's got a little Christmas on the back end. Real clean, not as malty as a dark check lager. But that's kind of what uh, what my experience. I mean, this is obviously it's not poured through a check side pool, so it's all right, not, all right, all not right. as creamy. All right, you bougie son of a bitch. I know. I like to bring that up when. Sorry, I son of a do. gun. <laughs> um, no, th- I mean that's what I kind of got with the the dark check lager. It was it wasn't. Um, it wasn't overly malty. Yeah. It still had that like, crisp characteristic to it. Um, yeah. It, it, you know, it was, it was a little bit, it was a little bit more roasty, more toward the coffee side than a regular lager. Agreed. Yeah. You know, and, and, and this is what, that's kind of what I'm getting in this, this beer here um, is that, that just a little bit of that coffee. Um, it's like that, like almost like a watered down, uh, cold brew 
you know, get a little bit of bitterness to it. Hey, Tom, do you think we're in a victory focus group right now? I just kind of thought about that after a while. I was like, we had all these R and D beers. Like, is there somebody watching this right now? There, there's four, there's four people behind Richie's screen just with a, with clipboards writing down every note. As it, they were saying, like we have a rig- <laughs> a rigorous QA check. I'm like, are, are we the QA check, Tom? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm waiting. The last two beers, I are a little bit. They're not finished, so I'm kind of using you guys as guinea pigs. Um, <laughs> we yeah. just got to make. Sure I saw the name them. on one, and I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> Victory, victory is going to like send like as we <laughs> once we post this episode, we're going to get like a like a checklist of uh or uh from victory, yeah, victory brewings. How did uh, we Instagram do? Account <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate the the dry hop prima pills? <laughs> There's one in there I've already I already have a name for, and I can't wait to bring it out and talk about it. <laughs> I think that's that's another way that they're going to use me in Philadelphia is if, if they're planning on the way that brotherly love came up from like not being a brand to like being one of our largest brands all of a sudden doing something like that, where like they need a focus group, like they would have me brew it and then put it out, you know, to real customers, not just to like us that are drinking it every day. I just think, I just think that's like a super smart idea. Just real world. Agreed. Yeah. Real world, uh, focus grouping it. Yeah. There's no biases or anything. Totally not a focus group right now. Uh, I have five taps. Four of them have marshmallow on them. <laughs> there, <laughs> there will not be more than one beer. With marshmallow. Well, I, I, I heard that there might be some in Golden Monkey. I don't know. Oh, well, it might be a creamy <laughs> monkey. I don't know. Creamy All right. monkey. All right, Dan. So I think we got one. I think we got time for one more beer. One more beer. All right, so okay. we've done one through three. Yeah, Richie, which one are we doing as our as our closeout beer? We'll do uh, so four. I already know is good, so we'll we'll try that another time. But five or six. Um, what do you guys want to drink? We could drink. You want to the do dry hop porter? It's dry hopped with New Zealand hops. Active ferment dry hop with New Zealand hops. Kind of crazy. Kind of chocolate porter with New Zealand hops. The other one is a triple IPA, so double entendre, Belgian triple, so golden monkey. Yeah, E-L, not L-E. <laughs> I was going to uh, say that. With galaxy, citra, mandarin of Bavaria, and coriander in the whirlpool um, with a little bit of lactose just to spice it up a little bit. Wait, 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 what, 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 what? That was the one that Ron <laughs> did not uh, approve. <laughs> oh, we've got an unapproved one on the podcast. No, I mean, he tasted it. He's just like, please don't put lactose in my golden monkey. <laughs> <laughs> this is like uh, oh, fuck. a real Sophie's choice right now. Yeah. What was that? Uh, what was that? Uh, the movie, uh, Dan, you're the, you're the horror movie kind of guy. Go for it. Um, what the one with the uh the little puppet that rode the tricycle? It's saw man, saw. I, yeah, saw. Sure, saw. <laughs> it's a real saw choice here. You're like you, you're like I dry hopped the the beer that you already love so much, the Baltic Porter, and I heard the little a little thud under yeah. the under the desk from Dan, and uh and then What's, you were like, well now I got it. I also uh 
I also, you uh, also have a triple IPA EL, not L E in the triple. Yeah. With Galaxy in there and Bavaria too. And, and Toast. I've never had Galaxy and Bavaria in the same. Uh, so, uh, I mean. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> Harry, we're, we're, we're like laughing a little bit. I'm like addicted to Mandarin and Bavaria. I literally put it in everything that we do. I don't know what it is, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it just, to me, it tastes exactly like Clementine's. Um, so I try to eat like dark beers, IPAs. I think everything it tastes good in. Um, we're just like kicking the R and D cooler yeah. back to each other. What yeah. Do, what, what do we do, Dan? All right. I'm not going to look. Oh, he picked out a brotherly love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we go with? Of course. Of course he picked it. Oh, Hey, we're getting dank, guys, with Mandarin Bavaria. All right. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do the triple IPA. Dan, you want to grab two more of the uh, these glasses? Those drones? All right. Yeah. All right. We're not going to drink the other one, though. I do want you guys to drink the porter at some point. I'm, let me know what you think about it because yeah. it's it's a weird type. Of, it's not a style. Like, I've never had a beer that tasted like this before. Yeah, the dry, um, dry hop so porter. Yeah, I think this should be something we uh, might do a mid up like a. We might have to. We might have to have you on for like a quick hour j- just to talk about it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll figure something out. All right. Let's let's crack into number six here. Are you ready? Yep. One, two, three. Smells good. Smells <laughs> <laughs> fucking good. Smells freaking good. Sorry. <laughs> getting a little. Uh, Get a little excited over there. Getting a little Ricky from well, Stable, 12, Stable Twelve over here. <laughs> getting a little hardcore Ricky going on here. Yeah. I will say we love Ricky, man. But man, dude can drink. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I like Ricky too. I went to high school with him. Oh, you a Phoenix Hill guy? No, I went to we went to Perkman Valley. Oh, he went to Perk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's from the Sville, bro. Oh shit. All right, all right. Not you guys me. you guys are perky. This this boy's thick. Yeah, it's uh it almost comes out as like sheer, but it's like very, very thick. <laughs> it's very viscousy. Hold on. Dan, it's uh that's a good uh good idea water break yeah i'm gonna do a, i'm gonna do like a i'm gonna do a darkish lager uh crowler stand at the after we're done here. yeah <laughs> guys sign up for the patreon later to see the uncensored content yeah i'm gonna do it pantsless <laughs> all right guys um i'm so happy i picked this one so boys cheers Sancha. let's get dank with it oh it just smells creamy so this is uh do you remember the uh scratch and sniff banana stickers in elementary school yeah yeah to me this is that this is that plus uh weed i I said this word before the diesel from the uh galaxy i think this is these two together (laughs) so uh 
This is at one dank banana. I'll, I will say that <laughs> off the off the bat. Um, this has the most interesting mouthfeel of any beer we've had tonight. Of it, course, you go right for the mouthfeel. It's only it, it's soft. It's soft. I mean, I think the finishing gravity on this was four, four and a half. Um, I don't know if that means anything to you guys. That's high. Um, OK, with all the lactose in it and um, the lactose really softens it up. Yeah, that and then the alcohol just kind of like makes the mouth feel like very smooth, I guess. What was Ron like? Why do you disrespect me like this? He was like, hmm, I kind of like the way it smells, but please don't put lactose in Golden Monkey. <laughs> did, he, did he just like give you a smack? He was just like, how dare you? <laughs> no, I mean, this is. Um, I'll say this now. Sell out quick in Philly right here. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, 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 uh, I'll do you one better, Dan. This would be a hit on the, uh, the breweries and PA Facebook group. Oh, totally. Oh, this thing, this would kill it. This is, yeah. this is, I would say like, it's getting into those like pointing North territory. Yeah. I mean, what is the ABV on this, by the way? This is, I think 9.2. I think goal was 9.5. Um, so I just brewed this again and it was ready today, but it's just with the alcohol kind of sits a little bit longer. Um, so it wasn't ready for you guys. Wait, what? But yes, it's not. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, I got to use my soundboard. A yeah, bit. I really feel bad for the. I don't even know what that right? soundboard clip was. <laughs> Uh, that was a guy breaking his clavicle when he elbow dropped a microwave. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, his uh, his name is Superhuman with two M's. Um, yeah, go look him up. Yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, YouTube deep dive. Deep dive. Um, <laughs> this one is a. <clears throat> it's like Cheetos, dangerously cheesy. No, at nine percent. This one is a. Uh, it's it, it's very enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, the flavors are fantastic. Uh, the mouth. So feel, some of that, some of that mouth you're getting is just, it's just not carbonated enough. Um, it's hard to get the carbonation right on our R&D systems. We're carbonating it in kegs and just putting head pressure on them. So it's a little bit low. Um, it makes sense that the head retention is low on this one. Yeah. Um, it's got, it's still got good lacing on it though. Um, I feel like most of the beers, in this episode have had really good lacing. I'm saving that one for later. Don't you dare touch That's that. That's fine. I, I just saw you batting <laughs> that off of the, the table. Um, yeah. So this, this was my first, I want to do a trip like this style. I want to do, I want to do a triple IPA with golden monkey yeast, but um, this is my first beer with it. Um, I think it has legs. I don't think it's there yet, but I wanted you guys to try it kind of like, see kind of where, what direction we're heading for in Philly. So, um, uh, you know, I'll start off here, Dan. I, I'm not a fan of triple IPAs. Um, I, I think they could be a bit much. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, no, I get it. It's a lot. Um, this one is enjoyable. Um, it, it's, it's a long, I, I mentioned it when we were talking about it along the lines of that pointing North. You know, the, the Levante, uh, new trail collaboration. 
two giants in the triple IPA industry. So it was, it was, it was good. Um, I think it was a bit overhyped, um, you know, and, and that's to be expected. Um, but the taste was, it was fine. It was a little boozy for what I was looking for. This one has, um, not as much booze flavor to it. What he's talking about is like the heart, the hop burn. Hop, that yeah, I think it. the some of the booziness from this comes from the lactose is just sweet. So maybe like the lactose is kind of, I mean, it's hiding some of that. But then I think at some point there's like too much in there, and then it like it kind of acts as the sweetness from the alcohol. And it's kind of it's it's too much. Yeah, it's it's weird because you're you're looking at like a a Belgian triple which is already high ABV and you're trying to pair that with like a, a triple IPA, which is high ABV. And it's like, this is just, it, it's a recipe for disaster and I'm all for it. I'm on, <laughs> I'm, I'm on that ride. I'm on that ride. Um, this is where you tag in your tag team partner <laughs> who is the IPA guy. And I just come in over yeah. and start dancing in like this. <laughs> Let me tell you about this triple. <laughs> Yeah, Dan's the uh, the Jonathan Silverman to my. Uh, I don't. I don't even know who played Bernie in the weekends at Bernie's, but uh, I would be. I would be Bernie in this. So weekend at Bernie's was a, a movie in the eighties. Hey, I'm forever playing the at home game. Uh, yeah, this is a. For me, as uh, you know, I, I'll be as. Uh, as transparent as possible on this one. Uh, I, I don't enjoy the style of a, of a triple IPA. I just, I really haven't. Um, um, this is, it, it's enjoyable. Um, I couldn't see myself having more than one of them. Um, I don't, I don't think that anybody should drink more than one triple IPA. At one agreed. Time. <laughs> yeah. This is what you like to call. Like I wouldn't call it. it, it it's, it's almost like say, a dessert beer. I wouldn't say that it's like, I, I hate saying it, but like a gimmick beer, like it's like, oh shit, they have a triple. I have to try that. It's one of those. Yeah, like, I, I get this. It's like almost like a pastry stout in the fact that there's like agreed. so much going on that when I drink this, I want a small glass of it, but I do want to taste it for a little bit, but I don't think that I could drink 16 ounces. Or you, of this. Yeah. You split a 16 ounce can with your friend and you go, Hey, yeah. you want to split this with me? Go split these. Yeah try it out. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, the brewer is like, I don't know if it's a thing of should, should we brew this beer or no, I'm sorry. It's can we brew this beer, but should we <laughs> ask ourselves, should we brew this beer? Uh, the Jurassic park paradox. Yes. Good. Yes. That's a, so, uh, uh, Jurassic park was a, uh, a, a movie <laughs> that was, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I, I enjoy the flavors from it. The mouth feels great. Um, um, if you told me it was like a triple monkey, if you're like, Oh yeah, this is triple monkey. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. What, where are we at? Uh, how many <laughs> yeah, kids, no, how many kids do I have? No. Triple monkey. It just has the monkey. Yeast. What time is it? So, right now? <laughs> that, uh, the monkey yeast is like so banana that like, yes, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I want to pair that with kind of the triple IPA with kind of style, of the triple IPA to like bring out like the banana notes and then get like the, you know, orange and pineapple of the hops. Um, I think that this, 
this idea kind of has legs, but I mean, this was the first iteration. Um, I think you have, you have a great idea going here and, um, what, what is it? Uh, what's it hopped with? Tag me in on this one. (laughs) This is, uh, Citra, Galaxy and Mandarina. Mandarin Bavaria was the uh, yeah the one got, that kind of tied it into the EL versus the LE. Yeah, the- I think it would be good to like swap one of those out. Maybe the Mandarino with maybe Brew One. Brew One's like a very pineapple-y. Pineapple-y. Yeah. 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 So we're, we're I don't know if you ever had uh, like banana pineapple orange juice, like the the Some stuff that you get at the grocery store. Yeah, simply um, orange. It's delicious. That's kind of kind of the flavor I'm chasing. Just gonna um, call I think it with a little bit more pineapple on this. <laughs> we'll um, light it up. Yeah, no, I I, I like that. Um, the um, yeah, it, it just blows my mind to hear like a a mass like a, a a wide scale brewery doing Galaxy hops. Why is that? The most expensive hop. At it least. is expensive. Um, yeah and and it's cool and it's cool because it's not widely popular too it's only like it's popular with like smaller breweries because they want to get that hype around it they're like hey we put this bougie hop in it you want to get dank with it we got galaxy ron's Ron's just like don't put lactose or galaxy in yeah no i love galaxy i think it's it's good in limited quantities when you do too much it does get like a little bit gasoline but um there's some breweries that do triple ipas or triple dry hops with uh with galaxy hops out there which one which one which one did we try that did a triple dry hop with galaxy hops oh shit how was it it was good uh we we got to test a triple a double dry hop beer versus a triple. Oh, dry hop beer. it wasn't Galaxy, was it? Was it Galaxy in there? Yep. Oh shit. Yep. It was double dry hop with Galaxy, and then it was triple dry hop with Galaxy. And it was you could tell the difference. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a significant like. <laughs> we keep saying dankness, but I want to just call it the Jerry Garcia effect. It just like <laughs> it's it's a significant effect. It, go, of, it goes along with that brewery. Yeah, it gets. It, it goes from orange to dank real quick. Yeah, it, it's like oh citrus, and then it goes oh um, college. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, Dan, final thoughts on the uh, on the uh, the triple monkey there. Uh, triple monkey, the um, the yeast adding the banana flavor, awesome. Yeah, lactose. Uh, Follow up question with that: If you guys didn't decide to do lactose. Would you do something like this with like more oats and wheat in the backbone to make it more of yeah, a creamier mouthfeel uh, versus our brood? Okay, was v- versus you, like versus using like lactose, very very minimal lactose and like a lot more oats um, to give it I, that creamy mouthfeel. Be a lot better. It's just not ready for today. Got it. I that it was in the back of my head the whole time, and I felt like I felt like the tag team guy from re- wrestling where I was like. Tom, tag me in, tag me in. So I go oats, oats, wheat. <laughs> yeah. And I, no, I think we're all on the same page. I think it, it, it's got legs, but it's just not there yet. But I mean. Agreed. But um, that banana flavor with the yeast, I think you guys are on to something with that. Um, it, it gives it a great flavor with what you're using with Galaxy. And I mean, honestly, keep using Mandarina Bavaria. I think that's yeah, good. Dude, I, one would be even cooler too. Yeah, I would do the Mandarina Bavaria, kill the. Kill the galaxy and go brew one, which brew one is still fucking expensive. 
which we found out. Yeah, we found out the hard way. Yeah, which we'll announce in a, We'll announce it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll announce it in a little bit. We'll announce that beer soon. Yeah, but uh yeah, we found out that uh yeah, Brew One is almost as, as expensive as Galaxy. But yeah, I think I I think that the I think the flavor profile of Brew One would add a lot more than it would Galaxy. If that make yeah, if that makes sense. Get the little Sabro in there. Get get rid of everything. Just do Sabro and Gal and, <laughs> Overall, and Brew One. The banana flavor in this, I am enjoying. As this is a triple IPA that I would sip on, like for uh, yeah, like the end of the night kind of beer. Maybe like just breezing through a this couple is like, episodes on something on Netflix. You know, we I, you know we didn't plan this with the with the glasses, but this is like one of those beers that you just you could sip on like a whiskey. You know? Oh, okay, okay, got it. You see what you see what I'm looking yeah. For. No, there's a, there's a lot going on here. I realized that the first time I brewed it. Um, I mean, that's, it's nice that I'm part of victory because, you know, I have the seven barrel system that I can be experimental with. But if I have questions about this, like, I don't think that I would brew this beer one time, just like without brewing it on the seven barrel system. You know, we'd brew it on the half barrel system first and then bring it up to the seven barrel system. So like, I'm excited to like, you know, have the opportunity to like, be brewing these cool beers on the seven barrel system, but like know that like kind of, I have like a parachute, like, Hey, I have like a safety blanket. I can brew it, make sure it's fine on the half barrel system before I bring, even bring it to this. Yeah, no, that's, that's very awesome. All right. <clears throat> I think we need to, uh, we'll wrap, wrap it up. Yeah. I think we need to wrap this episode up. Um, um yeah. Thank you again for being on the podcast yeah. and just, Bringing the R and D program to here, I'm I'm so glad the focus group got to hear everything that we got. <laughs> the Imagineers, as they're back there yes. from yeah. Disney, got to hear our comments on these beers. So I'm really happy about that. Um, if this is any indication of what you're going to be doing in Philly, um, people have to stop down yeah. there. Yeah, you guys got to keep your eye, eyes and uh, eyes and ears open. Uh, to when the the Victory Tap House is going to be opening in Philly, uh, because I'm really excited. Yeah, you're going to get some taps that are going to be. I'm going to go on Care.com tonight and start finding babysitters. So. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we, we we very much appreciate uh, you coming on the podcast and uh, and sharing your your um, innovations with us. Yeah. Um, well, as part of Victory, do you have anything uh, coming up or anything you guys want to plug right now? Um, hey, we're hiring all positions, any and all positions. We need people. We got great pay. We have great benefits. We want everybody. Um, so if you're looking to apply, go on our website, look at uh, careers, um, and just send in your resume. That's fair. Um, Dan, do you got anything you want to plug? No, just us, baby. All right. Um, so uh, let's talk about our guest. Um, Victory, I, I, if you don't know about Victory, get out from under your GD, your GD rock <laughs> and, uh, you know, buy some of their delicious beer. Um, social media, I, I'm pretty sure it's all across at the Victory board. Beer. Yeah, at Victory Beer across the board. Um do you want to plug your your uh, social media, Richie, or do you want to keep that private? No, just uh, 
Follow us, follow uh, Victory Beer. Yeah, at Victory at, Beer. At Victory right Beer. There you go. Yep, VictoryBeer.com for the website. Um, go check them out on the yep. website. Any news on all upcoming beers and everything. Um, obviously you guys are, are you guys doing any like shipping for like direct shipping or anything like that? For uh, customers? not sure. I don't think so. Um, but I could be wrong on that. So I don't want to say for sure. I mean, if you can't find them at Wegmans or your local supermarket, I don't know what you're doing. Um, just go pick up some victory beer. And once Philadelphia tap house opens up, Dude, get this, yeah, get, get this darkest lot. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me know when, uh, I'll let you guys know when we're open. Uh, maybe we can have you guys down there. You guys can drink out of our tanks. Hey, um, we'll we'll set we'll set this up in in there, <laughs> so we can do we can do this yeah. all together. Yeah, we can cheers. We can drink some. Um, we can drink some creamy monkey. You know that lactose golden monkey yeah. that you're going to. Yeah. We can tell our wives it's for work. We're doing work here. <laughs> it's work. We're doing work. Um. All right, yeah, and uh, and and for us, uh, subscriber review, five star party, guys. Yeah, five star party. Uh, all social media, guys, Facebook and Instagram. Follow us at Best Best Friends Pod again, Tom. That's Best Best Friends P O D. Hell yeah! I like to tease you. Get the get the <laughs> get the hit later in the episode. Hey, email us. Slide into our. Old person DMs. Yeah. If you guys don't know what email is, um, Richie, email is what they used to use before you slid DMs. Follow us at best best friends pod at gmail.com. That's best best friends P O D. At gmail.com. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Follow us on everything. Um, if you're not on the live stream, uh, you're, you're messing yeah, well, up. You're missing out. Yeah. Uh, follow us on, on our, uh, on our Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash best, best friends podcast. Um, you can get in, get in part of live chat. Yeah. And, uh, if you guys ask questions, we try to answer them. Yep. So, yep. Um, other than that, Dan, you have anything else? That that's it. Um, thank you again, uh, Richie, for coming on. This has been a ton of fun. We have never done an R and D episode. Oh, bye, Harry. Yeah, bye, Harry. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, sorry, someone from the chat. Um, we've never done anything like this uh, with R and D before on the podcast. Yeah. So this was a ton of fun, like experimenting with beers that you're going to put on the podcast. So really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Excited to be on. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Uh, Dan, I just want you to remember uh, one thing. I love you. Always have. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, always remember, uh, it's not goodbye forever. It's just. All right. It's been uh, it's been an episode. It's uh, episode 65. Best, best friends podcast. We out. See you. Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros. By two bros. 
So crack a beer and laugh at some video-oh-oh-oh-oh-ohs Videos Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks Fuck this shit Hang out with little lunchbox Become a cluggalette A cluggalette Sometimes I'm a stouty boy Sometimes lazy And this podcast is both So it's the one for me Best Best Friends Pod Hosted by Dan and Tom Cindy Crawford's a fan How could you go wrong? So many pods out there Weren't the ones for me Epstein is still alive And listens to Best Best Friends